Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And today we're doing this. We're doing this again. Um, I hate doing this. I I do too. This is like my like my. <laughs> I, we did it. I, I guess we've only done it officially. Like done a whole show for for Leonard Nimoy. We did a little bit for Anton uh, Yelchin. Um, but this is like I don't like doing this kind of show. Uh. I mean, I don't like it happening is really yeah. what it is. Like, it's not even the kind of sh- like I'd much rather just be talking about, you know, the substandard extras on the S- Star Trek Beyond Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, or I mean, I would much rather be talking about some new project. One yeah. of these people that we love so much is doing or, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like I, I hate um, how many that. 2016 took away from us how many lights 2016 took from us and the and and the harshest of all being the one we're talking about today um uh it's no news at all at this point we waited too long um uh we waited too long and everybody knows (laughs) yeah i can't yeah we we were not gonna break this news carrie fisher died um and uh i uh we had this whole plan and on christmas yeah we had george michael died I know, like, and we'll and we'll I talk mean, about. Just, I, I guess we'll hit him first in a second, but I do want to let everyone know um, what our plan was, which was to uh, we like we just couldn't get time to get together, and we were going to record, and and I was going to do a, a one of my own real quick, and and Alexi was going to do one on her own real quick, and I recorded one a whole like mine was like half an hour long, and literally forty five minutes after I recorded, Debbie Reynolds died, golly, and I was like, how can I even? <laughs> How can I even release this one? I mean, it, like at the time I'd recorded, she had gone to the hospital. How could I even release this one? And and sort of the epic Shakespearean tragedy of the whole thing. Um, how could I not talk about it? Yeah, you know? like that's insane. Do like, you know, uh, it was like 2016 was like you thought I was done taking yeah. talented people from your just life. To our last show, the, yeah. if for those of you just tuning in for this show, the show immediately prior to this, our New Year's show, we go over the list, and That's it's a lot. It's a lot, but this one, uh, this one cut deep. Let's talk about the other the one. The whole that cut family deep. there. You know um, what I mean? Like, uh, let let's let's uh, jump the tracks real quick um, and spend three or four minutes talking about uh, George Michael. Um. Now, and can I tell you, like, yeah. for me, I, like, I will, like, I loved Wham, obviously, mm-hmm. duh. And and actually, you know, how everybody, most people had a crush on George Michael, I actually had a, a crush on Andrew, the other well, guy. I, I think you got to be, I, I think you got to be, a, like, a very particular age for this one to hit you in a very particular way. Well, I, I think, think it's, it hits you. I think part of it isn't even just who it like, it, he's not that old. Like he wasn't, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's one thing when someone who's you know, 69, 70, yeah. it's like, it's, it sucks and, and it's not happy, but like you kind of, it's not it's like, like happen, how could that yeah. have happened? You know, like Zsa, Zsa Gabor happened, but she was like, yeah. a, like almost a hundred. Yeah. You know, she's not to diminish the pain that her family, you know, it's, it's all no, not at all. But like, I guess what not I mean the by same is like, wait, what? It's you not know, like yeah, Anton just... but, the, but Anton Yelchin didn't hit me this way. And Anton Yelchin, I was like, holy shit. Like, I that's mean, yeah, it hit, I think uh, 
But this I didn't grow up with Anton. And, so like and I, yeah, I think that's the, the thing about George like Michael. This youth being cut down and this talented youth being cut down, but not necessarily like like George Michael was a staple of my childhood for yeah, sure. Yeah, because you you and I are within like two, three years of each other. Um and people who grew up at the very particular time when we did, um uh less so less so with, with Wham, at least for me. I think that Wham skewed just a few years older than me. Um, I knew a couple of their songs, um, but that was much from my younger, younger childhood. But um, starting with really starting with Faith, um, George Michael was like I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a of a, like a modern day like equivalent like equivalent, like, yeah, like take take the, take the stardom of of he's not quite like a Justin Bieber. He wasn't that big. He wasn't like Madonna or Michael Jackson at the time. No. He was, like take like a Josh Groban or something like that. Like one of these guys that you that you hear on the radio now, who like their songs are just like it, it comes on and it's good. But it, it, bigger than that, I know when when Freddie Mercury died for a brief time, like the members of Queen would reunite and he would sing in Freddie Mercury's like 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 George Michael was enormous. Um, I I have a story to tell um about George Michael if you don't mind. Yes, um, and I and I told you this story, but I tell our listeners um. Trek off is um is a venture um from Endlight um Endlight which uh came out of me doing ninjas ninjas which came out of me acting me acting which came out of me doing theater me thinking theater was something that I could do coming out of a successful high school theater uh career um me doing theater in high school because I was encouraged in a huge way to do it in in middle school by a thing um and so i'm tracing back you listening to the show dear listener all the way back to middle school um let's go back to the late mid to late 80s um when uh i in fifth grade uh did uh i had a pretty good singing voice and i did choruses and i got um you know the occasional solo here or there but it's very hard for me to get along with people because i'm a weirdo um <laughs> and uh um i auditioned which for- we love the record <laughs> <laughs> i i i auditioned for and got like one of the roles in uh, in cabbage patch dreams that's they've just set it in time there was a big deal oh my time. god that um, was a thing as, as 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 bo weasel and i thought i was a fairly <laughs> good opinion of myself uh and then i went to um to fifth grade and i auditioned for alice in wonderland um oh. or sorry cinderella and i uh i didn't even get the chorus I got Ouch. nothing. Um, and it was like a two day audition process. It was a huge deal. And that young age, it hurt and I cried. Oh, that's rough for sure. Um, um, and I, I was done. And I went back to doing some, some chorus and stuff. And, and, but I never really thought of myself as being able to accomplish much um, in terms of being, you know, it's easy to be in a chorus because there are a hundred other people there uh-huh. and, and you're doing the music, but you don't, you don't kind of have, you need to have a certain amount of moxie to even, to even attempt to do an audition but when you do an audition you have to be able to go in with a certain amount of ego and a certain amount of like you you have to go up there and be able to own it and feel like you can own it um uh i did um at the very last minute um because i was taking guitar lessons um i learned how to play faith on my guitar um because it was in it was it was in the key of E <laughs> and it was really easy. It's a great song too. It's happy. It's fun. Um, uh, and, um, I, 
auditioned for a talent show with that song. Um, and I got into the talent show with that song. And I won the talent show <laughs> with that song awesome. in, in, a, in, a, in a white jumpsuit that I bought specifically for it uh-huh. with somebody else um, uh, just flicking on and off the lights behind me as if it were a concert because I felt like that was a part of important part of the show, which nobody else had done. It made it like a little rock concert in the That's middle of the so cool. I got a standing. I'm trying room. to see, like, see, like little Justin doing doing yeah. this little performance. I had to um, be so adorable. I got I I got a standing ovation from right. not just not just my two or three friends, but the <laughs> audience in general, um, who was filled as far as I was concerned with an entire school full of people who hated me and wanted me dead. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um. And I was like, oh. It had to be an incredible feeling. Yeah, I can do this. This is a thing I can do. I can get on a stage or behind a camera or on a mic and be interesting enough for people to want to interact with that and be part of that. I can entertain people. And it was soon after that that I did an audition for a play and I was able to come at it with a certain amount of, of confidence. So that song, the song Faith, which they played a lot um, the day that George Michael died, um, that song changed my life, changed everything that I do. Had I had I not auditioned for that, I'm sure I would have been a chorus kid. Maybe I would have been sort of a background theater kid. I, n- I never would have been the guy who went out for the leads and got it. Um, it just my life would have wow. taken my life would have taken a different path. Um, Isn't it incredible how much like some that's the thing about artists like that they can have such an effect far reaching, you know, not just the, in the moment of being entertained, but like in what it can inspire you to do. And I'm sure I made out at some point with someone to father figure. I'm like, who didn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so um, George Michael it was, um, I mean, uh, that was, it was yeah. like, and for me, <laughs> Man, like, I'm at Christmas dinner at my mom's, and as you know, Mr. A is, is a little bit addicted to his phone, and we're all sitting around, you know, like, eating, Christmas chatting, and all of a sudden, he goes, George Michael died, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I know, it's so, like, so not what you're expecting, like, it, you, he could have said... And the the turkey is made out of wood. Like, you're just like... Yeah, yeah and that would have yeah. been less shocking, and I was like, wait, what? What 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 happened? What are you saying? What like I started like immediately freaking out, and he was like, "Well, I don't know. I mean, I just read it. Maybe it's a hoax." I was like, "Well, what the fuck, man?" I was like, "Why? If you don't, if this isn't confirmed, you don't just say that shit unless you know. That's not cool." And then later he followed that up with, you know, telling me that that you know she had had this heart attack, and I was like, "What?" But at that point, it was like, okay, she had a heart attack. I was like, but she's like in a hospital, right? And she can get better. Like, she's going to get better, right? And they made you think that that was going to, like, it's, and I knew. So let's, so let's, ju- let's jump back onto the main uh, track uh, by saying uh, we'll end our conversation about George Michael because this is not the pop podcast. Um, but uh, su- uh, suffice to say that, um, that, that it sucked and it that we us. could do like if if this were the pop podcast we could do two hours on that guy um that guy no, had, had 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 talent uh controversy 
um uh chutzpah he had um you know like a a, a dark period in, in his life he had uh, he had such an interesting story to tell i mean i i i hope to god that this guy gets a biopic at one point um because this this guy had um so much uh going on um but ah this one's bigger what could be bigger than george michael um on uh december 23rd uh on um a flight back um from promoting her new book the princess diarist um which is by the way hilarious i'm sure she was so funny the book that got um so much attention because she uh because she admitted an affair with harrison ford um uh and and for which she had done uh just a number of hilarious uh um interviews she was on a united airlines uh flight and um had a uh had a heart attack um she uh was seated next to someone who noted that she had stopped breathing another passenger performed cpr uh for uh a while um they got a pulse back um uh she landed uh they she was placed on a ventilator and went into the icu um she stayed four days in the icu and then died at 8 55 a.m on december 27th um I just felt like it was certainly when he told me what had happened. I was like, "Oh, and they, but they 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 landed the plane. Everything's okay. Like they're gonna that. Well, it's good that then they, you know, it's gonna. I was like, wow, that probably made it harder though, because I'm sure the pressure changed and all this stuff. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, it's it's you know, people were posting, um, you know, because other people were dying at the same time because it was 2016. Um, and everybody's stuff um, uh, but but people were posting like pictures of the most recent person who died then a picture of of carrie fisher where it says you know when it said that she she was in stable condition of the icu people were glatching onto that going haha you know haha she's too strong to let this take you know i mean we all saw the memes on facebook people were like yeah. this is you know well, and did you, know, you also see the controversy over some twitter um personality no who um i can't remember this girl's name because i don't really follow like twitter and youtube you know famous people or whatever but um she got a bunch of shit because she basically um responded to everybody being like you know carrie fisher survived you know abuse and alcoholism and drug addiction and all this other stuff you know what i mean it's like she's you know this is this isn't gonna take her down right and and i and uh, people got upset because she had something to say about it and she and i understood where she was coming for i kind of saw coming from i kind of saw both sides of it where she was like oh my god people like it's not enough for her to have done all the things that she's done in her life now she has to you know she can't be allowed to to die of something life-threatening that is is fair enough to kill anyone she's got to somehow overcome this just for you like this strong woman has to do it for you to for your peace of mind for your whatever and and people was this kinda... someone who like really knew carrie fisher was this like no one of your best this was just some yeah, no, I, like then, twitter then personality I'm, you know and sure, people then I'm, then I'm i'm decidedly against this person because like 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 well people like... got upset because i think they f- sort of felt like she was saying you know 
she should just die or something. And like, I read what her tweets were and I understood where she was coming from. And it, it was, it felt like it was a feminist point of view. Like it was like, like she hasn't done enough. Like we can't even let her die of something that is, is fair for a person to die from as opposed to being like, I want her to die. Like, that's like not what she said. No, it's not all. that she wants her to die, but, but for, but for, you know, the, there is nothing bad in saying she's overcomes all of this. We have, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. Like, the, like, I don't. And that was the thing, too. I feel like she sort of took this feminist stance. And, you know, I'm very, you know, obviously I'm I'm very feminist. But I don't let, like we would have responded that way had it been a, a, a male celebrity. It, it yeah. wasn't about her being a woman. It, it was about her being beloved and us not wanting to lose her. Well, and, and, I and knowing that she was made of stern stuff and 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 being like you can you can do it she can make it through i uh i knew that she was probably not going to make it um yeah because well, good, i mean <laughs> i guess you're, you're a nurse and you know more than me but i was i was holding on to the yeah. hope i was like please i can't you know somebody somebody wrote and i think fairly that it's good that she didn't um because uh uh she was you know that she was it was noticed that she was not breathing which means you know she had to have had her heart you know she stopped breathing because her heart stopped um and that means she would have been without oxygen to her brain for a certain amount of time before this dude noticed not long uh-huh. enough like like it was she wasn't so far gone they weren't able to get a pulse back but then they were doing cpr for like 12 minutes and then they got the pulse back and then like 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 she was not going to come back and same and be like in movies anymore like that's that like 90 percent of of cardiac arrests that happen outside of a hospital um like nine out of ten don't make it um you know it's your chances much better if you're in a hospital um and certainly it's worth doing cpr because one out of ten do you know, so like, right. for, I mean, it's so, not just like, well, it's too bad that's done yeah. for. But. Um, but but you know, nine. And, well, nine and I'm out- sure the, the the added complication, like I said, of like, I'm, I'm I know that they did an emergency landing of the plane, but like pressure and and stuff like that. Yeah, affects it's it's, the it's human not, body. It's, it wouldn't even be a matter of that. It would just be kind of a matter of of you know, no no pulse to the brain. Like that's that's it's just not. So she wouldn't have come back. You know. And when they said stable condition, that means they stabilized her. What that meant was they, they, she is, she is not in imminent danger of, she's not in imminent danger of dying. She's not like, that's what stable means is that she's, you know, her vital signs are stable. That's what it means. Like, like they take her vitals and the vitals are, the numbers are all relatively stable while she's on a ventilator. That's a stable place to be, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but you know, it's, you know, they, they were probably very, very, it was, it's, you can tell when, like, when things have not worked and, and, you know, when everybody was latching on to it, I, I, you know, I wanted to believe too, you hope against hope. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, she was yeah. just such a strong and she individual. like, and, 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 and I don't want to spend too much time talking about her death. Cause we're going to talk a little bit more about death and let's talk a little bit about her life, which is amazing. Um, yeah, like I actually the something good that came of it, you know, if, if you will, yeah. is that I, you know, me, I don't, I don't watch news programs like at all, um, because it just depresses me. 
Um, but when this happened, I came across a news story and it was, I mean, it wasn't like a intense news story, but it was, they basically reposted uh, an interview with her from um, when she was uh, like, do, you know, sort of doing the circuit for the force awakens. And she was so delightful. Like, and the, and the tagline for the, <laughs> for the interview was best interview ever. And I was like, that's totally clickbait though. Right. But it totally wasn't because <laughs> she was so funny and she brought her little dog with the, t- with the lowly oh, Gary, tongue. Yeah. Gary. Oh my God. So cute. And like, and she, I think she at one point in the interview, like when she was asked if the movie was good, she was like, your tongue will look like that when the movie's over. Like it was, it was so like, she was just, she's so ballsy. She was so what she said something. And I'm, I'm probably going to misquote this, but um, that she thinks in the front of her mouth. Yeah. So we, so we never lie. And I was like, that is the awesomest thing I think I've ever heard. I fucking love that. Well, before and she did, she didn't like this whole interview with this woman. Like she just, she just said whatever the fuck came to her to her head, and and it was, and it was refreshing. You know what I mean? Like so often when you see people, and they're they're delightful and they're charming and they're, you know what I mean? It's not like other celebrities aren't um, engaging in any way. But she just there. There was such a such an honesty and frankness about her, and and it was always so funny, and she was so witty that I it I'd never seen her in an interview before, and that was sort of my first viewing of it, and I was like, man, she was ah, that woman rocked like well, it, straight up. So let's talk about that, and then uh, and well, actually, let me talk about one more thing. One more thing before we do, because we there there is a capstone, unfortunately, to the story. A capstone, which is its own story, um, which is the death of her mom, Debbie Reynolds, a day later. Gosh. Um, I mean, do we think there's something too? She just wasn't. I mean, I mean, yeah. So there, so there's, yeah. there, there's, there's, it's a real thing. You can look at a broken-hearted syndrome. Um that that's just statistically you can see there are a lot of times when people who are very very close one person will die and the other the um you know debbie reynolds uh was um you know she was she was not young uh she was 84 uh she was uh had been just gone through the largest stress of her entire life um and it's not like carrie fisher just died there are four days of this yeah um of her having to deal with this, of her dealing with everything. She was tweeting the morning before the morning she died, you know, like, 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 oh like Debbie Reynolds was, was, um, over overwhelmed with grief, also overwhelmed with stress. Um, if she had any kind of underlying, uh, underlying thing, um, it just opens you, know, you up to that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. Uh, uh, it makes me want to watch. I got to say, I haven't done it yet because I, I haven't found my copy of it. But I want to watch uh, Postcards from the Edge. Yeah, because um, that is such a great film, and it's it's you know her life with her mom, like it, and it's and it's so good. And then I I I always knew that that was her story, and I knew that she had written it and stuff. But there are all these other scripts that. 
you know, upon yeah. her death, I found out that she had written. I was like, oh my god, I didn't, I didn't yeah, even let's, know. Let's go back to that. So let's let's I, real quick to to wrap on Debbie Reynolds because I I again you could do a she could have her own show <laughs> like we could do an entire show about Debbie Reynolds arguably in the in she is as big as George Michael on her own if she had never had a daughter named Carrie Fisher um you know as it is Debbie Reynolds is to generations to come a, a footnote in the story of Carrie Fisher um that just goes to show how huge Carrie Fisher is Carrie Fisher is um yeah. but had Carrie Fisher never existed Debbie Reynolds would be just that a level of Hollywood royalty oh yeah um, that that on its own on its own yeah. would be an enormous loss the fact that she was Carrie Fisher's mom makes it bigger the fact that it was the next day makes it Shakespearean I know right like just like like the story couldn't get more like heart-wrenching just like hey by the way <laughs> um just when uh, you thought this was we were done and maybe we were going to get out of yeah. 2016 hey, and you, not you, you thought wrong. you thought you were sad about, about Carrie Fisher here let's make it even more sad yeah <laughs> let's make this um, even worse let's pour uh, some salt uh, in the wound yeah um i i can't imagine what the family is going through i can't yeah um, i can't either i, like, I mean and Carrie Fisher had a daughter you yeah. know and i cannot imagine how yeah. horrible it must be for her right now so to, to, to be coping with so much loss in such a short period of time it's that's just it's just horrible I'd, I'd like to uh take just a little bit of time to talk about uh carrie fisher um herself um and then we can spend a little bit of time talking about what she meant to us um she's of course the daughter not only of uh, debbie reynolds but of eddie fisher um who uh who was married at one point uh to elizabeth taylor um who uh who was on his own a uh a famous singer and actor uh he had pop singles during the 1950s um he was in a bunch of movies he uh like he was a, a giant star um when he got together with debbie reynolds it was an enormous deal it was it was like it was like bradgelina you know it's like that level of like oh my gosh and when they divorced you know when, when that ended also oh my gosh um so i guess it's more like brad and jen um <laughs> <laughs> um uh and of course from that came uh came carrie fisher um she was born on october 21st 1956 um, grew up uh, backstage on her parents' films um, uh, and uh, dropped out of high school, um, then was going, uh, because she was working, uh, then went started college, dropped out of college because she got Star Wars and then launched into her career. Um, uh, in addition to Star Wars, listen to these, like, like in her 1970s movies, in addition to Star Wars. Um, she was in Shampoo. Uh she was an in a special with Ringo Starr. Um I'm gonna go into the eighties here here as well. Um she was in the Blues Brothers. Um she uh was on a Broadway production of Agnes of God. Uh oh, wow. in eighty seven she uh did postcards from the edge. Um she did the Time Guardian and she was in the Burbs. And that's just the seventies and eighties. When Harry met Sally. Oh, and yes, and when Harry met Sally. Um, uh, and she's in, fucking hysterical in that movie. She's so funny. Yeah, 
Um, she uh, in the nineties, uh, she was in postcard, uh, or she had written postcards from the edge. Uh, she appeared in in Drop Dead Fred. Um, uh, well, I'm going to talk about her writing too. She in the two thousands, she kind of became the uh, a stunt casting. Um, uh, I remember her in Scream Three. I will never forget her in Jay and, Bob, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> um, as, do you remember? So there's a great story from that um that oh, kevin really? Smith talked about where uh where essentially um jason muse was uh all day long coming up and like man when we're out done here i'm gonna fuck you i'm gonna i'm gonna eat your pussy all that all that being oh jay in between and evidently jay was really really nervous so he's kind of performing you know he was doing his thing right he was doing right. his jay thing and uh uh, Kevin, who was you know playing both Silent Bob and directing the film, um, had uh, um, had Kevin, who was directing the film, uh, had um, the the earpiece in his ear, and he uh, he's in the back seat, and so they they like for close ups, he didn't have to be there; he was away, but he could still hear their mics in his headphones, and as he's listening to their mics. Uh, as he's listening to their mics um, in his headphones, he hears Kara Fisher go, you need to stop. You need to stop that because I know you don't mean any of that. I know that you're, you feel safe saying that because I'm an old woman, but to me, I'm not an old woman. I'm still a girl who's hearing you say that and knowing you don't really mean it. And so it's insulting. Um, wow. And what Kevin called out was that, was that she didn't say, um, stop that, you're being gross. Stop that, you're being profane. Stop that. She said, yeah. you know, she, she said, you know what, stop that because you, you are not being genuine and you're not treating me like a woman. You're treating me like an old person who it's safe to say that to because, of course, you, don't, you wouldn't say that to me if I were young. Um, but evidently, she took a real liking to him, hung out with him a lot during those days, and every time she saw Kevin would ask about Jay because she was also a survivor of of drug abuse. Yeah. Um, and took and and as you know, as Jay became a survivor of drug abuse, who's you know he's been clean now for like six seven years. Um, but like she took a real interest in his life. Um, after that, so I just think that's that's a a, a story that hit that's me. That's really sweet. Well, I just she that's I guess that's sort of what I mean about her, right? Like she she, she just sort of says things like they are. Like she doesn't mince words, but she's not she's not cruel either. Do you know what I mean? Like she, I think one of the questions that the the girl the the interviewer had asked her was like you know. Uh, about coming back to do another movie she's like you know how did you feel what did she's like are you kidding she's like i'm a woman in hollywood over the age of 40 and let's you know let's just go ahead and say over the age of 50 okay of course you do it like she's like no question (laughs) it was just like it was it was just it was so honest because it's like that's like that's some true shit and we don't talk about it you know but she she has a way of of delivering truth, um, and, and although she would also say, you know, every time I got to do Star Wars movies, they really want me in it, but not all of me. They only want like two thirds of me, so I have to lose the other third of me in order to be in these movies. Oh yeah, no, and she had this whole funny thing because like the, the the interview woman said she was like she's like oh I you know I, I hear you I mean I'm over forty and she was like oh well. 
<laughs> she's like, shut up. <laughs> she's like, you you won the gene lottery, okay? <laughs> she's like, you're gonna be fine. Well, and, and you know, was, and then they talked about. She was like, you know, you had lost some weight for the movie. She was like, yeah. She's like, I did. It's boring, isn't it? Like, do you work out? And she's like, yeah, every day. She's like, it's boring, right? It sucks. And she's like, well, yeah. It's like I like to listen to music. She's like, real. What do you listen to? Maybe I could listen to it, and then I could, I then I could be thin. Like it was just, it was just so funny. I just, oh, she was well, so and, brash. But she didn't, she didn't like it. Um, she didn't like it when people told her, "Oh, you're looking good. Oh, you've lost weight." She, she was like, she was like, you know what? Youth and beauty are not things that you have done or things to be proud of. Like that, those are genetics and time. You know, you know. I would yeah. much, I would, I would much rather hear about um i would much rather hear about you know hey you look happy you know mm -hmm. that, that that why isn't that more important um Ugh, such wisdom man yeah like, seriously yeah um i am uh looking here real quick uh for a list of um of carrie fisher's scripts that she uh worked on um she uh co-wrote um uh should not co-wrote but she tweaked dialogue on the empire strikes back um wow uh, that that soon wow yeah she um wrote postcards from the edge she wrote that she script doctored uh uh um hook sister act lethal weapon three last last action hero um evidently uh an episode of Indi young indiana jones uh chronicles um she uh was pulled in to do some dialogue changes for the prequels um uh the wedding singer um uh wow, a lot like, of good stuff in there yeah like she she and nobody knew about that like it, it just kind of came saying, out like i didn't years. know about any of that stuff you know what i mean like i had no idea yeah um I'm trying to find a, a complete list. Uh, the problem is, is that they don't have, it's hard to find that complete list because she wasn't always uh, credited. Right. Um, she also was a, uh, she also was a writer um, uh, in that she wrote um, a series of novels and then she wrote, uh, she did a stage show called Wishful Drinking, which she turned into a book and then an audio book. And then recently she just released uh, The Princess Diarist. Um, yeah, I definitely want to read all of her stuff at this point. Uh, like, her novels are Postcards from the Edge, Surrender the Pink, Delusions of Grandma, and The Best Awful There Is. Uh, she wrote Hollywood Moms, Wishful Drinking, Shockaholic, and The Princess Diaries. Uh, or Princess Diarist. Um, she wrote the screenplays for Postcards from the Edge and These Old Broads. Um, uh, a number of doctorate screenplays. Um, and then Wishful Drinking, uh, there are two versions of that as a play. She also wrote a play called A Spy in the House of Me. Um, uh, her you know you, th you you think that like oh she was in the 80s and then she went away um uh i'm just going to because she spent time on all of this here are all the movies that she was in shampoo star wars empire strikes back blues brothers under the rainbow return of the jedi garbo talks the man with one red shoe which i love uh hannah and her sisters hollywood by squaws amazon woman on the moon time guardian point with death the burbs lover boy she's back when harry met Sally. sweet revenge sibling rivalry drop dead fred soap dish hook this is my life uh austin powers international man of mystery scream three lisa picard is famous heartbreakers james 
Silent Bob Strike Back, Midsummer Night's Rave, Charlie's Angel, Full Throttle, Wonderland, Statesides, Undiscover, Suffering Man's Charity, Cougar Club, The Women, Fanboys, White Line, and Sor- Sorority Row, Wishful Drinking um, was a documentary made of her thing, which I think they just re-released, um, Maps to the Stars, Star Wars The Force Awakens, Bright Lights starring Karen Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, which I want to see, um, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, um, her voice and lightness, of course, used digitally in the movie, Star Wars Episode Eight. Um, which she's done most of her sh- her um, shooting. Yeah, for. I was gonna uh, say I did notice in some of the um, the the stuff that they talked about, like they at least I th- I was like, well, she was coming from London, like I assume they got all of her stuff done. Yeah, no, her yeah, well, all her stuff done for eight. We'll talk about it. Um, I also want to just instead of na- naming everything, I'm gonna say uh, just to give you an idea how long, how much this lady worked. Now, keep in mind. Um, I have, uh, you and I've been doing this, you know, uh, in, in like this as, as a job acting or performing in some way for me, it's been just about, you know, I'm coming up on 20 years of doing it. Um, in one way or another, I had my, my first paid acting gig was just about just a little over 20 years ago. Um, um, I have, you know, a resume that I'm pretty proud of here. I'm just going to list the number of things. She had one thing in 69, one in 70. Uh, uh, this is on TV. This is not, this is outside of the, the film credit she did. So just on TV, 69, one in 77, uh, three, four in 78. She took a break on TV for a while. Um, as she did empire. And then she had one in 82, 84, 84, two, uh, three in 85, two in 86, one in 87, uh, two and 89. She took a break after 89 for a while for four years. And then 93, two and 93, 95, two and 97, one and 98, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, uh, three in 2005, one, two, three, four, five in 2007, one, two in 2008, one in 2009, Wow. Like, like that's what I'm saying. She was fucking busy, man. Like yeah, I had like, no... gotta, gotta, like fucking understand this. Like that is enormous. And 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 she like people think and Carrie she Fisher. was writing and she was doing movies. Like, do you know? It's mind boggling. And, and, and it's easy to go, well, Harrison Ford became a star and and Mark Hamill became a voice actor, but boom, whatever happened to Carrie Fisher? I'm sure you and I have said that, that she drew the short straw in the past like oh she didn't do as much um i wish i had looked at her wiki before i ever thought that um because she 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 did stuff that i think wasn't the thing that she's like known for yeah right let me let me be clear when i look at just let's just look at that's a disservice honestly like she's so much more than that 2005 through 2010 right she did Smallville, Romancing the Bride, Family Guy, Odd Job Back, Weeds on the Light, Lot, Side Order of Life, 30 Rock, Robot Chicken, uh, Bring Back Star Wars, Celebrity Ghost Stories, Right versus Wrong, and Entourage. Now, that's from 2005 to 2010 when there was no Star Wars happening for her. When it would, That's like the era where you'd go, oh, her career is dead. Let me be clear. If my resume looked, if my entire resume looked like her resume in the five slower years of her career, I would be, I would walk around DC like a superstar. You know right? what I mean? That would be like, ecstatic. Like, like yeah. that is, that is an enormous. Say nothing of the fact that like she's done 20 episodes of Family Guy as the character of Angela. Like, like the, it's, 
I, I can't express the the level the, the amount of work that this woman did. Yeah, like just incredible staying power. Yeah, and and we haven't even talked about Leia. Like yeah. we just, like we haven't even talked about Leia. So let's do that. And Leia was a big deal, you know, at the time. Like she talked about that a little bit in the interview. She's like she didn't realize she was, you know, blazing any kind of path, but. Well, the great thing about um, the great thing about uh, doing this uh, doing this so like long a few days after her death is that I got to listen to a bunch of podcasts about her death. And again, the Kevin Smith one really hit me. He said that that his wife was more affected than he expected her to be, um, because yes, his wife had met Carrie Fisher and stuff, but his wife is you know oh Star Wars man, it's not really like her, his wife does not care about nerdy stuff. Uh. And his wife said, don't you understand? She's the first woman I ever saw shoot someone in a movie. Yeah. And, and, and at least she, for and, me, and, then, and, I've, and I've talked about this before, but like she goes, like she has been put in chains and a slave outfit and she chokes Jabba the Hutt out. She fucking yeah. kills that fucker. Yeah. And she is not. She is. She is incredible. not rescued. The no. first time. The first time she's rescued. It's interesting. You watch her get rescued. They. They are there to rescue she her. She rescues them. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's, it's, the minute they rescue her. Rescue? <laughs> yeah. The minute. The minute they rescue her. Watch. Watch those scenes. She is. She's the boss. The minute yep. they, they rescue her, she is in charge. You know, they're doing all the actiony stuff, but she is the one giving orders from that point until the end of the movie. She yep. is. The she is the person in charge from that point to the end of the movie. Somebody else pointed out this is interesting. Um, the like one of the absolute first female action figures that you could get. One of the first times you would see a a, a woman on a trading card. Like and all the boy things that 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 were staples of the seventies and early eighties. Like there she is. You couldn't do Star Wars without having her there. No man, you needed Leia. Um, like and even on the posters, like she's not. Like she's every bit as portrayed every bit as heroically as Luke or Han. Except on the Empire poster. In the Empire poster, she's being leaned back and kissed by Han. But you know, fuck it. I okay. I'd I I'd be kissed by Harrison Ford in his prime. You know, like that's what are you gonna say? <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? You but know, I mean even, somebody did write that, and like, Carrie Fisher Carrie Fisher would appreciate this. Somebody wrote on Facebook said said Carrie Fisher went out like she'd want to a month and a half at, a month and a half after telling the whole world that she fucked Harrison Ford in his prime. Yeah. <laughs> um actually she uh did have you read what she wanted her obituary to say? No. What in one of her books she said uh she said in her um uh her obituary I want it reported that I drowned in moonlight strangled by my own bra. <laughs> but isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like like yeah. like I mean, that, that's that what I'm saying like that. if that's what like that's that's what is now missing from the world. <laughs> that 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 well, fun that vibrance and it's, well that and and i think i'm so sad um i love that she came back for uh for star wars um I, too. and you know what i don't like the way that they made it i don't like digital leia the way it's pulled off in uh rogue one uh spoilers for rogue one for a movie that came out three weeks ago but like like it's so if you haven't seen rogue one you don't know how it ends like like turn us off you know and and because we're only gonna be on for a couple more minutes but like 
for those of you who've seen it, Rogue One ends uh, with a shot of digitally youth-made uh, uh, Princess Leia saying hope, which leads you into, from a the story perspective, of, on, the yeah. page, on the page, if this were a novel, leads you into A New Hope perfectly. Yep. And, and is truly is, you know, circles back upon the beginning of the legend of Princess Leia. Like, here's where it starts, and it starts with her. Mm-hmm. And we know that she's the next one to take action in the story. Um, it ends where it began. Um, now, I don't think the digital rendering is terribly good. Um, and I was very critical of it in our Rogue One review. But yeah, now, I'm so glad that it's there. That the last thing that we saw days before this happened was young Princess Leia being young Princess Leia again. Yeah. What a like and I'm what a re- I'm rem- I'm yeah. and I'm I'm excited to to get to see her in in 8. There's um, a, some real question though my understanding is that she's got a big role to play in 8 and they haven't filmed anything for 9 yet. Um and, and I don't I'm hoping, right? Like cuz I've had because we definitely, you know, me me and Mr. A when this happened, we had this conversation and I was like I I really I really hope they don't try to like CG her in for the rest of whatever. Well, they've got like, three choices pretty much, right? They they can CG her, they can kill the character, or they can say somehow offhandedly off screen that she went to go do something else. I mean, I think the right thing to do is to kill the character and is to have it matter because it matters. Like it mattered yeah. to us, and it matters in that, and it absolutely matters in that universe. And it, to, I think, the best choice they could make. When they've got a year, heard. they've got a year before. Like entire movies are made in the time they have before Episode Eight comes out, and yeah. they've got they've got you know to three be able years to set something up nine. where her death is integral and and spurns something and and is. And there are digital solutions important. that they can do. They can, lately, if I if I were the director of these movies, I would say, okay, I need every single scene, whether or not it's kept in the movie, that we have put completely together. Every and every scene that was cut from from Force Awakens as well. And I need I need all of those lines, her delivery of every single line that we shot that is not in the Force Awakens. And I need it all together. And you know what you can do? You can digitally change the background. You can digitally change her clothes. You know, every single shot that was of, and you can digitally change her hair. We know this because the little ponytail that Ray had uh, was added digitally. Um, uh, and just every single line that we have her saying, how can we make those lines into a story that ends by adding other scenes, adding other things here, doing doing that a little bit of digital trickery. I don't want a fully digital character at all. Right. I um, don't want that at all. You know, and make it so that that she you know that her wins, death inspires wins the, something wins the that day, happens. Wins you know? the day in yeah, that 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 she punches her way through. You know, it through a situation. Um yeah, I do think I also think that's the way to go. Um you know, like in in a very you know, not that it's a terrible, you know, not that it's a great comparison, but you know, like Janeway in Year of Hell when she's like, I'm just slamming the the freaking ship into into the bigger ship, you know, like something something of that level of like, you know what, I'm gonna do it because f you, I'm Princess Leia. If there's a way to do that, 
that's what I hope they do. Yeah. Um, because that's how Leia would go out. Um, you know, Carrie Fisher would go out with a sardonic joke, which also is equally valid. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I want to say, um, I last thing before we go, um, Slave Leia. She had such a a contentious relationship with Slave Leia. She did not love. Uh, the concept of Slave Leia. She did not love that she was a prepubescent fantasy. Um, but you can't always control the narrative. And, you know, she was. I, I mean, she was. And for, you know, young, barely hormonal, you know, you know, at the time, you know, seven-year-old, not as much, but as I, you know, watched it as they re-released it in theaters, nine, 10, 11, um, before I knew what it meant that I liked what I was seeing, I liked what I was seeing. Um, she was the first, um, sort of sexy image for a lot of people. My, a lot of boys, I guess girls too, my age. Um, there was something about that, that was subversive, but also allowed. Like it was like, oh, it makes me feel weird, but also my parents let me go see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I guess it, like it's yeah. it, it, being a woman and, and not. Um, it, it it hits me differently. Like I'm, I understand the not liking uh her to just become objectified, but I always felt like what I loved about it was that that Jabba tried to reduce her to that, and because of who she was as a character, she rose above and and killed that motherfucker. Yeah, and and, and I and that, and. and that as an a, adult for me as, that's always been a powerful image like i never thought of it like watching it as a kid it never occurred to me um that she didn't have power that she was just a sex object like because we have and, the, the and, other and, as a, and as a nine-year-old you're not you're no. not as, as a as a, as a nine-year-old i'm not thinking in those terms i'm just thinking right. of ooh, pretty you know sure like 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 what is what's going on in my pants um uh and 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 i think that that's you know that i understand why she wouldn't like that narrative and i understand why why you know why others would see it that way but there there are a generation of boys for which that is that is the epitome of sexy um in your in your memory not in real life but in your in your sure, memory of but being is it, a kid. I, but i guess my question to you is it because she's a slave no no it's because it's because you outside of your mom and your relatives how often do you have a pretty person that you know in one you know in in one regard that then you could see in their underwear you know what i mean it's 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 nothing nothing less than that it's not because she's a slave it's because she's wearing a bikini like it could have been Star Wars the beach movie as far as as far <laughs> you know as far as as young me was concerned like like there's princess leia i shouldn't be seeing her underwear but i am you know um and it's i mean that's that so much so that at the end of you know i'm happy that at the end of ninjas versus vampires uh one of my characters shows up in the slave leia outfit um just because <laughs> that was you know th that was as sexy as you could possibly get for young me. Um, I understand now as an adult why it is problematic. Um, or I understand as an adult now why it could even be seen as empowering what she ends up doing with that situation. But as you know, when you're, you know, s simple child monkey brain, um, all I'm thinking is, ooh, pretty. 
Um, yeah, and, like I wasn't thinking sex at that time, right? Or pretty or what have you. Like, yeah. I was always about the characters, you know what I mean? And the yeah, situations. And to me, like what impressed me, like it wasn't even necessarily about, like it was about she was robbed of, like, I'm not talking just feminist wise, like, I'm not like that she was just. No, slave, but she was, she was robbed she was of agents. She was robbed of weapons. She had yeah. nothing, quote unquote, like, barely even clothes. And she still managed to fucking kick ass. Like, yeah, that's I, what's always sat with me and I loved. And I will say that, that Return of the Jedi is problematic for me in terms of the character of Leia. I, I have a much bigger problem with what they do with her at the end of the movie. Um, uh, because I feel like they disempower her a lot at the end of the movie of Return of the Jedi. I'm on record as saying that's one of the reasons I dislike Return of the Jedi. Why not dislike? I really like Return of the Jedi. By why? But why movies like Revenge of the Sith um, are above Return of the Jedi for me is because I feel like at the end her going to Han and going "Hold me" is just doesn't resonate with me as the same person who says. Governor Talk, or Vader, or Governor Talk, I should have expected to see you holding Vader's leaves. I recognize your foul stench when I came on board. That yeah, doesn't or seem like. Into the garbage chute, flyboy. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah it that doesn't... doesn't sound like the person who's like, hold me. You know? Yeah. You know, it, like, she'd be the one who'd be like, hey, hon, you need me to hold you? Yeah. Like, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's what I would expect Leia to say. So, I mean, Return of the Jedi is problematic for her character, and I absolutely understand the problem. But, you know, just as a as a again ch- as as a prepubescent monkey brain, I can tell you prepubescent monkey brain who's just like look, um, it was the the like it it was like seeing I'm sure in the seventies like seeing Bo Derek you know it's, it was it was just sure. the 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 pinup girl quality of it um, which you know when you're when you're nine like ooh look um. And it's it's worth calling out that that she may not have won, wanted to be, but she was, you know, electric sex to to grab the the imagery of the leg lamp from a Christmas story. Something that I had never seen or even considered. Look at lady. You know, that's it's it. It is worth noting um, that that was also and how could like how interesting that she could be for me. That. And strong Leia, and Empire Leia, which is my favorite Leia, um, and Carrie Fisher, who who is so brash in those interviews. Man, if you can go back and watch the Star Wars Celebration interviews from right around the release of Force Awakens, where she does like whole hour, like a whole hour of of interview, she is hilarious, and she clearly doesn't give a shit. Yes, um, like it's one, so yeah. awesome. Her, to the, her complete lack of of fucks. Like, and we've, and we've skipped over how her her addiction problems, which then she got over and then became a champion of of people going through that and destigmatizing that to her problems with bipolar disorder and yeah. mental illness, which she just got out in front of her and she's like, "Yeah, fuck you. I've got mental illness. That's part of what I've got going through. Maybe we should destigmatize de- it because you know what? I've mental illness. You love me anyway." <laughs> like I'm still awesome. I'm awesome. I'm not. I'm not awesome despite having mental illness. I'm. I'm also awesome because that's part of my awesomeness. Cause, yes, because it's part of me. Yeah. Yeah. And like and, so, and, so much that she stood for outside of Leia as a person. That Leia. Leia herself got to be sex object and and, and like image of female empowerment and action hero and romantic hero. And yeah. general, she seeing like Leia. My mom, who's not a Star Wars fan, cried when she saw Leia and Han back together. Like she was like, "Look at them! They're b- look, they're back. They're still there." I wish they had 
to the empowerment of older women, to the empowerment of 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 people who are mentally ill, to the empowerment of drug survivors. Like she, empowerment is is a lot of what she had. Like yeah. that's that's what she did. She she didn't just have power for herself, but she allowed others to feel. Yeah, she was absolutely an inspiration, like, um, without a doubt. So, uh, so I guess, like that's how how do you end? This know. story. Go go watch Star Wars, man. Go watch go go watch it all. You go know, be, watch interviews with her. Yeah, just seriously, the Star Wars celebration. Look and... it up on on YouTube. Um, uh, read her books. Um, she's she had so much more to offer than Leia. And even if she hadn't, if all she had was Leia, it would be still would have been a fucking astounding. incredible. Yeah. yeah, it would have been. You know, she like, but but she's got so much more than 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 you know metal bikinis and and hair buns. You know, she, she, what it was, but what, what was, what was, you know, between the hair buns that, that mattered, that mattered for yeah. this woman. She was, uh, an astounding woman. It's an astounding loss. Um, so, uh, um, I guess that's it for Trek off. Um, back to fun. Hopefully, hopefully nothing. Please, let's all cross our fingers. Uh, nothing, but well, the next week, next week is, uh, finally our six week old, uh, that you haven't heard <laughs> review of Harlan Ellison. Uh, uh, we have a wonderful discussion coming next week uh, that we recorded way before all of our last few shows um, and then hopefully back to some interesting uh, interesting Star Trek and sci-fi news so for right now my name is Justin and my name is Alexia Check off Check off bitches <laughs> <laughs>